Hello, and welcome to the Area 831 Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Gaither. My co-host, Emily Stansel, is taking a well-deserved vacation this week, but she'll be back for the next interview. Joining me today, as always, is our producer, Joe Bentoncourt. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well, Michael. Thanks. And uh, for everyone listening today, apologies. You're going to be stuck listening to me a little bit more than usual. Not a problem. And as always, before we dive into the episode, remember, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you find your podcasts. And of course, at the homepage, Area 831 Podcast. We'll jump right in, but I want to let you know that we're going to be talking to a certified, bona fide rock and roll legend today. Al Jardini, founding member of the Beach Boys, will be our guest on the phone in this episode of the Area 831 Podcast. And Michael's just a little bit excited about Al today. I'm a fan. Not that anyone needs to be reminded of the Beach Boys catalog, but uh, just as a little refresher as we dive into a conversation with Al, here's a little throwback. Well, I'm very excited about this interview, as is my producer, our producer, Joe. Um, today, we're talking to Al Jardine, one of the original Beach Boys, who's doing some amazing work and has a tour coming up that we'll talk about in a little bit. Al, how you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm fine, thanks. And you? I'm well, and thank you for uh, taking the time to talk, because this is a big deal for all of us. Um, I, I think what I want to do is, can we go way back to the beginning for like a minute? For the, our listeners who don't know, you are one of the original Beach Boys, and is it true you met Brian and... Ryan and Carl in high school? Yeah, we all went to a place called Hawthorne High School in Southern California. Uh-huh. And uh, Ryan and I graduated there in the same class. And we went to college together, to El Camino College in Torrance, California, a few miles away. Uh-huh. And then we both basically dropped out to form the Beach Boys. Um, and we've been doing it ever since. Nice. With, with you. Brothers and his cousin. Yeah, so if you don't mind, um, Al, can you tell us a little bit? I mean, you know, obviously we were familiar with the Beach Boys being, you know, all from California. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about, you know, in my research, I wasn't able to really find any articles or anything where you kind of talk about some of your musical in- influences coming up. Um, you know, were you always singing? Uh, did you play and pick up the guitar early in life? Uh, before the Beach Boys, just, you know, what were some of your musical influences and how did that shape you as a musician and a, a singer? Well, we, we, we uh, all of us uh, with any a musical, you know, um, talent usually pick up an instrument that's laying around the house. And in my case, it was uh, a guitar, I bought a little $5 Stella guitar, which is uh, pretty, uh, pretty hard to play. But you know, when you're when you're when you're passionate about something, and you want to learn. You'll you'll grab just about anything that you can tune up, even with piano wire, if you have to. Um, in, in some cases, like the the R and B guys, BB uh, King and people like that, couldn't even get guitar strings, so they they go and find an old piano and, <laughs> and tune that up uh, on their guitar. So that's pretty much what I did uh, in the in early days, and then I gravitated to R and B and and doo-wop, which was a big, big trend in, in the 50s and 60s. And uh, and then eventually, when, when I joined the Beach Boys, uh, we went on to uh, uh, electric, you know, we went electric, kind of like Dylan, mm-hmm. <laughs> when he he raised the ruckus about, you know, he wanted to try something, something new. Uh, and so he 
alienated some fans, but he nonetheless had a great career. So that's kind of what we did. We started acoustically and then moved into the, uh, the Fender guitar world, Fender Gibson and, uh, and, and Rick and Backer, of course, like the Beatles did early on. So we had a great, well, that's how, that's how we started our musical careers. Can you tell us a little bit about how, you know, the, the style, uh, um, the sound and style of, of your albums since then um, differ from your previous work and how, you know, how you've evolved your, your sound over the years? Yeah, sure. Um, the, uh, um, the Beach Boy career was huge. I mean, it still is. The, we're still reissuing and remixing and uh, 50 years later. <laughs> the stuff that you know that's become kind of timeless. Um, so I, I, I basically uh, took that experience from making Beach Boys music and records and uh, recorded my own album um, on tape. I might add. Well, actually, we we did use Pro Tools, uh, but I, I have a leg in the in the analog world and in the you know digital realm. So. That worked out pretty good, and, and I used a lot of local musicians, which was really great. Uh, we have a lot of great talent in this area uh, that, uh, well, that, that made a big, a big uh, uh, splash on, on my album. I, I'm really very proud of them all. Um, some songwriting skills, too, I might add. They helped me finish writing some of my songs. Uh, some live in Hollister, some live in Santa Cruz, some live in... Uh, you know, and uh, right. Monterey, of course, Carmel. And, and Carmel, and we're we're just we're you know we're, we're just lucky to have them. Yeah, there's a lot of talent here. For our listeners, who are some of the the local musicians that are playing on that play on this record? Uh, uh, my co-writer and, and, and co-producer uh, is Scott Slaughter, lives in Hollister, uh-huh. and he does a lot of local gigs all over the place, uh, from Carmel to to Santa Cruz to just all the counties around uh, the area and uh, he's a very fine pianist and uh, and uh, a guitar player as well so I was lucky to have uh, uh, Scott and uh, uh, and then uh, Paul Logan uh, our bass player terrific bass, bassist uh, contributed uh, a great deal uh, of time and energy to 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 accompany Scott Stevie Hager a uh, producer and artist in his own right um, from the Bay Area and, and Carmel, now, now currently in Carmel, um, is my, my co-producer and, and, and co-writer on many songs on the album. Uh, happy to have Stevie on, on there and uh, with his great energy. And the list goes on and on. It and does. One of, the, one of my most important com- uh, partners on the album, I'll call him a partner, is is the musical director for um, for uh, Barry Manilow of all people, and happens to live in Carmel Valley, and and he uh, um, is an extremely <clears throat> talented guitar player, arranger, and he helped uh, fill in the gaps that uh, that were necessary to make to complete the album, and I'm uh, really really proud of, of the work we did. Yeah. You know, I hadn't heard it in a, in, a, in a while, so I was kind of, I was re-listening it to it yesterday, and I just, I kind of, well, not forgotten, but I hadn't listened to it, in, you know, track by track in a while. 
what an epic, beautiful record it is. And not only the the local talent, but you know, you have like I was listening to a tune. I'm like, wait, that's Neil Young. Wait, that's Steve Miller singing with. I mean, there's just some great, great names on this record too. Besides the local, talent. yeah, I know. I, I got really lucky. Uh, yeah. I got, uh, and, and also a local, another local uh, talent that uh, goes un, unmentioned almost. Uh, unfortunately, passed away recently. Johnny Morani was his, his was his name, and he lived in the, the Monterey uh, in Monterey. Mm-hmm. He played yeah. harmonica on on my uh, uh, on my postcard uh, album. Uh, just fantastic. Uh, a skill tape, uh, a lap steel player, and did all kinds of sounds effects, and 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 uh, and just just made the album so much better. But yes, and then there's of course uh, Steve Miller and his great harmonica player um, uh, Norton Buffalo are doing a uh, a version of Help Me Rhonda. Um, so yeah, oh, I, and, and yeah. Got, I didn't realize that was Norton Buffalo playing. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Wow. Speaking of local talent, right? Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm just recollecting right now myself who all of the talent that's on the album. Not to mention the incredible Glenn Campbell doing. He didn't play anything, but he sang. He sang on the title song with me, and um, did a, a verse or two. Uh, uh, on on that and California Dreaming, come to think of it, right? Um, I mean, uh, yeah, the list goes on and on and on. How did the collaborations on the songs come about? Well, when my my son Adam um, had the idea that that Neil would be a great uh, uh, vocalist, well, vocalist, be a, a great part of the uh, of the story on uh, a California Saga, which is a the story I wrote about the Central Coast and all the beauty of, you know, all that what entails uh, driving up and down the coast. He thought Neil would be uh, uh, a great addition to the to the story, you know, to the Steinbeck story, which is in in, uh, in the second verse of Cal Saga. So it's, you know, and, and that's already my, my other son. Uh, both of those were my Beach Boy voices, uh, both, both my sons. And uh, along with Stills and and young and, <laughs> and um, just goes, the story goes on and on and on. Yeah. If you need singers, so, you probably can't go wrong with David Crosby and Stephen Stills, you know, if you have to, right. Okay. <laughs> what about Crosby? Yeah. Yeah. Crosby and Stills. Nash didn't want to want to do it. Um, oh. He was, he was one of the holdouts because he didn't want me to sound too much <laughs> like, the, like the band. Like his, he thought I was kind of, you know, stealing from his, his group and so he held out on me but my son matt sings great he sings a great high part so I, when i saw him at the grammys i said hey i didn't need you anyway <laughs> matt did a great job <laughs> no hard feelings but we sounded fine yeah no, yeah <laughs> oh, that's funny i think well, pulling in neil's i mean neil has this i mean he, he immigrated from canada years ago and he's been a california resident ever since so i think that was a, a good fit pulling him for the for the but like you know the, the 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 texture and the story behind the song i think neil was a really good fit and he sounds beautiful on this yeah. song. it's a great tune california saga is the song we're talking oh, thank about. you yeah yeah well that kind of talent you know you can't and he had pretty good microphones too which helped yeah. i went up to his place in woodside to do it oh okay i was so, gonna uh, ask too was this recorded in your studio or was it kind of like a uh, piece, but was it, was it, yeah. was some of it sort of flown in because people couldn't come in person or what was the, re- what was the recording process like? 
with this many people. But everybody, everybody was there in person. Oh, nice. I need to go to them or they come to me. So good, good. It was, yeah. it, it was nice that, you know, I was able to have that latitude. Yeah. Steve Stills, Steve Stills, uh, uh, got him in LA uh-huh. and, uh, he said, Oh, this man, we all wanted to be beach boys. He said, Oh, of course. Kind of cracked me up. Yeah, it's sort of like... They were our opening act. Buffalo Springfield was our opening act for many years. Yeah, it's kind of... In the early days. It's kind of like going back. It's a different different genre, but when the traveling warblers were a thing and Jeff Lynn always wanted to be a Beatle, you know, so he's producing George Harrison and playing in a band with George Harrison. So these, all these amazing musicians got to be with, got to be with a, with a a beach boy and record in the studio. So of course they're all going to come in person. The beach boys are on the album too. Um, uh, Mike flew in his part. He was, he was way up in Canada somewhere and I had him do it over the phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, good. But the other guys, yeah. Did it in studio, and uh, Brian did a beautiful, beautiful job. Carl Carl Wilson's all over the place. He's on, on several of the songs. A song called "Waves of Love," I think, and yeah, "Waves of Love" and "Don't Fight the Sea." He does the he sings the bridges. Oh. Yeah, he did a great job. Were there any uh, kind of surprise, surprising or magic moments during the recording of the album? Yeah, Dave Crosby. I, 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 his voice is just amazing. Just hearing him, you know. He helped. He helped all of us, um, you know, get the the backgrounds together. The BGs, we call them, <laughs> you know, on on the songs, and uh, and also Mike Lent, his his guitar on on, uh, uh, and I always will the the only ballad really on on the album, but he did a beautiful uh, guitar on that. And on, oh, actually, when I think about it, it was uh, um, on "Don't Fight the Sea" the flamenco guitar. Not doing fight to see. I'm sorry. Uh, looking down the coast. It's about looking down the the, the coast from from the Pente, a restaurant in Big Sur, mm-hmm. where where you kind of like gazing out over the ocean. And he does a a, a beautiful flamenco guitar. So he's multi talented. I could say he's various uh, musical director. So he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you know all this talk about these songs makes you want to like take a drive down the coast, which I guess is what Beach Boy songs did to people too. So you, you definitely, it definitely worked. Um, what, yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, this, this doesn't celebrate the surf and the and the cars so much as the the life, the more of the Central Coast, Cal, you know, values. Yeah, absolutely. It's more of a you know, kind of a home, a homemade album, you might say. Yeah, with a stellar cast, of course. So when you record, I'm just curious. I was, I've been watching. Was there a, was there a lot of rehearsal, or did you just sort of go in and record, or was it sort of a mix? I just walk in every day. They come down every day, and I'd have a song ready, mm-hmm. pretty much almost ready yeah. to go. And it was like you know, recording with the Beach Boys. We did the same thing. We just we just report, you know, report to the studio, and and hopefully something happens. Yeah, go on to work. And um, you know, you have to schedule it. Sure. You have to schedule it out. Get the engineers down there. And so. But once we do, then we're on a roll, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's and, kind of, uh, yeah. And if uh, you get the, and I have to generally do the tracking that way, and then I get the singers wherever they were, I go track them down, you know, or get them down here. Yeah, I've been. So yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, it's it's an epic record. Um, different different genre too. But I've been watching the the Jason Isbell documentary on HBO Max. So I guess it's called Max now, and. And for the record, they were documenting. Um, he would bring in a song the band hadn't heard, and said, "Okay, here's the song. 
and we're going to go in and record. And the band just looks absolutely terrified. But that was the, he wanted something very spontaneous. And it sounds like maybe not to that extreme, but it sounds like you had people lined up. You came in with a song and did enough rehearsal to get going and did it, and did it track by track. Yeah. 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 You see, just learn the song and record it. You know, there's not a whole lot of rehearsal mm-hmm. as you're in there. It's like, like any other session you do down in, in the city. You, you just, you know, you have three hours to get in and, and then get out. Yeah. yeah. So you have to learn it in that time. Right. Usually you can do about three hour, uh, three songs that way. If you have good, good musicians. Yeah. I've, I've done, I've been on that end where it's like, I'm, you know, I'm paying for three or four hours. Let's, let's make the most of it and not, you know, noodle on one thing, Mm -hmm. right. For four hours and that, that there's your budget. So, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, if it's a union gig, you only have three hours. Oh, that's true too. That's true too. So the album came out in 2010 was the, and the digital release was about a year ago where it went to the, the streaming platforms. Is that correct? Yeah, it was about, well, no, last, it was last uh, September, I think. Okay. No, that might have been, oh, well, six months ago. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I was, October, November. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was, but yeah, it, it finally, finally got to some distribution. The first time around, we, we didn't, we had, again, it was like a homemade film. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you got out of the first go around was basically uh, independent, an independent release. Yeah, I, th- I think it was. I think it was last year. Your your uh, your PR guy Spud sent me. I'm, I'm holding it up, but the video was on. I have a postcard from California signed by Al Jardine. It says "Long Live K Pig." So it's 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 here on my desk. So I cherished that. I was very I was very excited to get that in the mail. I think that I got that about oh, the time thanks. the digital release. No, it was a big. It was like wow, I got a postcard from Al Jardine. This is so cool. Uh, uh, you know, and it's and it's a great record. Uh, go ahead, Joe. You had a question. Yeah. Um, so the album is filled with guest vocalists and performers um there are two of them that stand out stand out to me as like not being like the others (laughs) um so you know you have flea who i believe plays bass on help me Rhonda, and then you have alec baldwin um contributing to to a song as well um how how did how, how does one how does Al Jardine cross paths with a with a flea <laughs> from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Alec Baldwin to uh to collaborate and, and contribute to a record? Well, he offered flea offered to play uh, uh, bass and sang on it. Actually, uh, he, he was he uh, is my next door neighbor, and um, uh, so, south of Monterey uh, on the coast, and uh, and so and Alec is in New York, and a friend of mine knew knew Alex's uh, appointment secretary, which was handy. And um, we just thought his voice would, would be, he has an uh, eloquent, you know, speaking voice. And at the time, he was, you know, pretty hot. You know, he had a lot of, uh, a huge career. And, but he took time to, took time to uh, out for me, and he, and he, he even makes some, uh, some good lyrical suggestions for the tide pool a tide pool interlude, which is a beautiful story about the ocean and and the the natural wonders of, of the Pacific, you know. And I think he really put it uh, put it uh, uh, very well uh, lyrically. He, his performance is quite quite stunning. I think I I did it myself, and I didn't like it as much. Mm, okay. So I thought, let's find a real voice. <laughs> <laughs> A real yes, voice. No. You're, being, you're, very, you're being very modest, but, you know, but he, he does have a, a you know a beautiful voice. So there we go. 
Yeah. I don't know if he can sing or not, but he can sure speak. Yeah, I mean, if you want someone with an eloquent speak. speaking voice, you probably can't go wrong with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. No, I know. And in spite of all of his troubles, he's yeah. probably, you know, he's, that's a whole other story. But yeah, in this yeah. case, yeah. it was it was quite uh, impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the digital release was, you know, a while back, and um, there's a tour coming up. I hear. Want to talk about that a little bit? Well, we're just doing uh, right now. I'm uh, I'm fiddling with um, a little band I call the Endless Summer Band, and and we're working in, and I wish we were working up in, in Santa Cruz County, but we're right down now. in L.A. Yeah. doing three shows down in the uh, in the uh, in the local area down there, um, uh, and uh, we do these little theaters, and and I do a lot of talking like I am now. And I, I just, <laughs> I just, you know, have so many stories. I can, I can probably yeah. do a whole show without playing anything, which I've got to be careful not to do. So, so it's a little bit of, of, of you know, uh, more music than it is talking. I'll, I'll say that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And I have a little band, a little five piece, and we do some of the hits. You know, we do a few hits, and we do a few deep cuts, and. And I, I like a, a venue down in LA called the Coach House. I love playing that place. Uh, it's just a nice little, you know, dinner, uh, dinner music thing that people do locally there in Capistrano. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we're going over to Tucson, flying to Tucson for a show at the Fox Theater there. So we do, you know, you know, little 500 seaters, um, and uh, and then the next next. And then in July we're going out again in in uh, Southern Cal. Those okay. three shows. Yeah. And uh, anyone expect to see some of your collaborators from the record um, at any of the shows, or is it a come and uh, come and and see what happens? Yeah, we just yeah. I, uh, most of the uh, most of the guys uh, are all over, well. See, we we're all over the place. None of us live in LA anymore, so. <laughs> It's it's lucky if I see anybody down there anymore, um, because uh, you know uh, the whole idea is to get to get out of LA and, and live somewhere beautiful like Santa Cruz mm -hmm. or or Colorado, Colorado or you know or, or, or not LA <laughs> or not LA yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so it's just you know what it is so no I I don't expect to see anybody. Uh, other than my, some of my co-writers, maybe. Yeah. You never know. It's possible. And probably your sons who are playing with you. And, uh, yeah, my son, Matt's uh, going to be with me. Uh, Adam, cool. Adam decides that, uh, that he's, he's not, uh, he's not really a, a showman like, uh, like, like we are, like I am. Mm -hmm. And Matt, uh, he's, more, he's a little bit more shy, but I'm trying to get him back in the band. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. I know you did a show up here in Santa Cruz at the Rio, and I think that was, before the pre-COVID, and I missed it for some reason, and we're just we're hoping we get you the back Rio. up here. The Rio, it was the Rio. I'm sorry, it was the Rio. Yeah, and I, yeah, for some I like reason, that. That I couldn't. Fun. It's a great theater. I mean, I remember when that place was a hopping movie theater because it's an old style movie theater, and it, you know, years ago it closed, yeah. and like a week later, they had Jones Jet and the Blackhearts playing, and it became a music venue, and they were doing, they're doing shows all the time, and speakers and surf films. Uh -huh. and, um, it's become a, a wonderful mid-county venue. It's a perfect size for a, like a medium-sized, big but not too big show. You know, Th those kind of theaters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very personal. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm playing 
I'm planning a show in my home hometown in Lima, Ohio, in August, and it's just a little theater. But and someone said, "Oh, Robert Plant's playing there too." I said, "Really?" <laughs> so we're all looking for smaller venues that that are, are more intimate than uh, you know than having to go into a stadium or something. Although that could happen too, you know. The, uh, Brian Brian Wilson and I are are uh, are working on a, a one of his his albums, a new album of that he's putting out. Oh, some of his new yeah. music, and you never know. Uh, maybe uh, next year uh, doing that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, Spud, keep us posted. Um... You know, and besides this, besides talking about your music, you've got a lot of philanthropic efforts. You want to talk about, um, I think today is, I forget the name of the holiday, but it has to do with the ocean. You involved with Don't Fight the Sea. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we did. I did a video for it, uh, for the uh, aquarium, uh, the Monterey Bay Aquarium uh, mm-hmm. people. And uh, it won a, a first prize in, uh, uh, on Ocean Ocean's Day, Ocean Day, uh, way back when. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm very proud of that. And, um, 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 there's a lot more, uh, where that came from, hopefully, but yeah. Oh yeah. It's a big, it's a big deal. Uh, 30%, I think it's 30, 30, we're talking about 30% reduction in, um, um, in climate change and, and, you know, uh, and, and ocean trash and, you know, I forget what organization it is though, but. Um, it, it must. It's it's a, probably a United Nations group, mm. but uh, I support that 100. percent 30 percent land and sea uh, detrashing. I guess you'd call it mm-hmm. getting rid of the crap in the ocean. I always go down every day and uh, in, down here south in, on the south coast uh, and, uh, uh, and and pick up plastic off the beach if I can. Yep. I yeah. find plastic particles. Of course, the real problem is microplastic. Yeah, that we're all ingesting. So we yeah, that old that that's a whole different issue. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like, whoa, what, what next? But anyway, it's Happy Ocean Day, folks. Happy Ocean Day. <laughs> go to go to the beach and take a pla- take a take a take a bag plastic or whatever and just um. It's- yeah, and and we have a we have a relationship with the the SPCA as well. Um, that that we've been I've been signing postcards uh-huh. not the album itself but little uh, postcards that uh, uh, my media manager uh, spud mm-hmm. put together for me and, and i'll i'll sign those for a certain amount of money and all all the money goes to the spca here in monterey county so that that's something i'm real proud of yeah uh, the spca is really near and dear a friend of mine wendy newman is a trainer there my wife and i've actually volunteered with um we fostered with um, Animal Friends Rescue Project and Pizza Mind Dog Rescue out of Pacific Grove, Monterey. So we're we're very tied into that community. So I'm glad you're doing that work with them. Spud's also got, by the way, he's got a new album out uh, because he's also uh, a the leader and lead singer of a song called Drifting Sands. I just thought I'd give him a little plug as long as we're plugging local. People. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, we were actually talking before the re- before I think you jumped on, and um, I I need a copy of that so I can submit it to K Pig Radio, to, along with um, the postcard from California because I don't think we have the record at the station, and it came out before I was working there. So I'm gonna, you know, we need it. We should have that. At the, we should have that in the library at the Pig. Yeah, and you know a guy yeah. who can make that happen. I know, so. I know a guy. Yeah. 
I'm happy to help. Uh, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to help out great music. So, how did you plug into the local music scene? You know, with these musicians in Hollister and and Monterey and 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 wherever in the area. I mean, I, I'm sure a bat signal didn't go up, right? That says, "Hey, music musical talent, come to me. I'm here." Um, so I'm just wondering how you connected with. Uh, the musical talent in the area, um, or if these are relationships you've had over the years, and you know maybe that was part of the draw of moving north for you. Yeah, no, actually, I met I met Stevie uh, Stevie Hager up here, uh, my my producer, co-producer, and um, and he had his finger on the on the pulse of the local talent, and that that's that's when it's always terrific that that someone can help you assemble the the people you need to make to make the music. Uh, I didn't have any local connections at the time. And my, I was always focused on uh, who's going to be on the next Beach Boy tour, you know? So that really helped me a lot. So anybody wanting to make music needs to find a, a good producer, mm-hmm. someone who's in the music that locally that can, can tap into that talent. Cause it's there. Uh, it's, it's all, all that talents here, I should say. And, uh, up in the County up, up north, north of LA, I would say, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, th- yeah, that's how I, that's how it happened for me. So you knew a guy, basically, yeah, 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 because because some like when I have friends who like want to get connected, I say, well, go to open mics, but you know, Algeria doesn't need to go to an open mic. He has people, you know, but it sounds like oh, Stevie yeah. was really, you know, yeah, yeah, he was connected, and he has his own, he has his own studio, so he's doing that as. Uh, well, most everyone has their own studio now. So yeah, yeah. It's, 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 but but the key is knowing the right people. Right. Anybody can buy. Anybody can buy. Yeah. Anybody can buy gear, but you have to have. You have to kind of know what you're doing or bring in the right people. Yeah. It's just having, It's all about people. Yeah. It. it does it does the people you want to work with and can trust and and like like with with, yeah. a, with a postcard from california you're bringing in all this incredible talent like here's the song let's go record it and you could trust these people because they were very obviously very good musicians who could take that and run with it for a few hours yeah. in the studio yeah i have one one kind of maybe a wrap-up question for for myself real quick al and, and that is i i imagine that at your shows you're, you're starting to see like generations of fans, you know, different age groups, you know, maybe kids to 20, 30, 40 somethings on up. Um, you know, how do you, how does that make you feel that, you know, you, you know, your, the songs you've, you've written and, and performed on over the years have, have like touched multiple generations and you're seeing like parents and grandparents and children and grandchildren kind of coming out and turning out for shows and kind of keeping your your music and your legacy alive like how how does that how does that make you feel and well it's great it's just it's like you know how it, that's a, that's the payoff is when you're able to go out and and people are, are singing your songs along with you singing the lyrics with you and just going out there and, and having a good time and that's that's it's like you know the, the pinnacle recording is hard work <laughs> writing finishing songs that's it's tough. It's really hard, and then getting them recorded and then released, and, and but the payoff is is going out and performing. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. and uh, I, this this year is the the best summer ever. No, did I? That's a shameless pitch on on Spud's new single. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
We'll get, it, we'll get it on radio. I always, I always say that playing is the easy. Yeah, I always say that playing is the easy part. It's all that work you just talked about. That's all. That's the hard work. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. It's it's agonizing sometimes. Yeah. It's and rewarding, but you never can get it exactly right. Right. It's not exactly what you hear it in your head, and that's what drives you nuts sometimes. Hope to hope to see a postcard from California sometime soon up here in the Santa Cruz Monterey area. And Al, thank you so much for your time. It was an honor and a pleasure to talk to you today. We really appreciate it. All right. Then. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hope I to see. That was very cool. Al's a busy guy, and I'm glad he had the time to talk to us and you for a little bit. And I've been re-listening to A Postcard from California. It's a wonderful project. If you haven't listened to it recently or at all, it's on digital platforms like Al mentioned, and it's a great piece of work with a lot of amazing guest stars. You know, Michael, I wish I'd asked Al what it's like having Flea as a neighbor. I can only imagine. I would I would bet money you can see Flea out there mowing his lawn, drinking a nice tea like any other person that has their house to take care of. But uh, we we can we can fantasize about the rock and roll parties late at night. Miranda, you look so fine, and I know it wouldn't take much time. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen to the Area 831 podcast. Again, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us. And if you know somebody who might have a good story who's from Santa Cruz or spent time in Santa Cruz, let us know. We'd love to talk to them. You can find us at area831podcast at gmail.com or depending how you're listening to this particular show, click the contact button on the website. Thanks again, everybody. We'll talk to you next time on the Area 831 podcast.